Hello, you guys. This is Intoxication. I am so sorry that I am late. I really be trying to be on time. It is just hard to get everything set up when you're in this damn truck. Um, this is Intoxication is speaking, and you are listening. You tuned in to Adult Nursery Rhymes, and um, the session tonight is Dirty Sex. And um, we're going to focus more on being spontaneous. I'm going to read something for you before we get started. Tasting him was all she craved. Her tongue would get excited each time her mind wandered to last night's escapade. Her lips would tremble with lust. Just the thought of nibbling on the head of his dick drove her insane. He tasted so damn good. 2 a.m. in the morning, she remembers how she snuck up under the covers to awaken his sleeping dick with her soft, warm lips. She wanted to feel it grow between her lips. He awoke to feeling the great sensation of her wet lips sucking and slurping all over his growing hardness. It didn't take long before he nutted down her throat. Oh, he tasted so good. She had to go in for a third drink. That is taste so good. That's going to get us started for... Tonight's topic of uh, just being spontaneous, you know, spicing up your sex life. And I hope everybody's doing good. We have PBG that's entered the live building. So we're going to focus more on, let's start off first something easy with threesomes. I think everybody thinks that they mastered threesome perfectly or, you know, I think everybody's tried at least, well, I hope everybody's tried some some threesomes or orgies or something at least once in their lifetime. I'm not going to say I didn't. I have. You know, I, I actually can say I've had the orgy once in my life, and that kind of actually happened by accident. Um, and it wasn't an orgy with, like, different men and women it was actually an orgy with like six women and I'm not like fire or anything I don't go for women it just I was at a point in my life where I was trying a little bit of everything to see exactly where I wanted to be sexually in my life so I kind of was just trying different things at the time and I ended up going out with six female friends of mine and after uh, the party, we went back to somebody's house, and everybody got drunk, and I'm not a drinker like that, I really ain't, I just kind of started really practicing on drinking, like, I think like last year, I, I kind of played with different wines, but anyway, at that time, it was like hard liquor, and um, to make a long story short, I just got drunk, and they actually knew what they were planning. I was the only one that didn't know what was happening or what was going to happen. And I ended up being six girls. (laughs) 
that, you know, all the girls that were in that party had a crush on me at the time. And I used to bartend. So um, it just kind of ended up with me and six girls. And we all sucked. I don't know if you really consider girls fucking, but it was more, you know, sucking and eating and everything else involved in an orgy with six girls. So that was my experience with that. Um, it wasn't bad. I never did it again after that, you know, but I'm not going to say it was a bad experience. It was an experience. Um, and then I've had one time in my life, a threesome. That was another type of surprise. It wasn't expected. I actually went to a guy's house to uh, fuck him. And as we were in the bed fucking, another guy came up behind me, you know, and just kind of started touching on me and rubbing on me. He didn't force anything. I guess he was trying to see if he got the okay from me before, you know, it actually happened. It was like two military guys. And um, at first I was startled. What the fuck? You know, but like I said, I was at a point in my life where I was just trying different things and I was single. So it was, it was cool. And I just didn't, I was like, what the fuck? Get it out the way, try it. If you don't like it, just don't do it again. And um, basically I was on top of the other guy, fucking him. And then the other guy started playing with my ass. And then I started sucking on the other guy. And the other guy was fucking me. And it was kind of like, you know, a little bit of everything. So that's kind of how that threesome happened. It wasn't planned. I can actually say that a lot of things in my life wasn't planned. And this is why I like spontaneous sex and why I always try to promote not doing exactly what I did because it was just things. It was, I was at a point in my life where I was trying different things. But once you get into like a relationship, you know, you don't want to lose being spontaneous. You know, when I was married, that was one thing I, I wanted to keep exciting was the sex because a marriage takes work. It really does. Um, and that was one thing I can say that, that didn't go wrong in our marriage was sex. You know, um, I'm a very spontaneous person and I'm a very sexually active person with the person that I'm with. People, when they hear the word sexually active, they think you're fucking a bunch of different people. But uh, no, it's, you can be sexually active with your partner. It just means you enjoy a lot of sex. And I always tell people, don't get involved with someone if they don't have that same sexual drive that you have. People will meet. This is where people go wrong in relationships, um, especially men, because men are very visual creatures. They go for what they find attractive visually first, and then they want to find out what's going on with the, with the mind and everything else. Women are different. You know, we're, we're, we, we want everything to be mental first. And even if the guy is not all that good looking, just what he's saying out of his mouth, we can go, he's, he's kind of cute. You know, he's cool. I mean, I actually dated a really ugly guy, but how he treated me and, and he was so smooth with his words, he started to look really attractive to me <laughs> because of how he just, he was confident in himself and just things he would say. And to me, he just looked really cute after I started like really dating him because he was just a cool person. So women are just very more, like I said, mental. And we got it's what it's the words that get us before anything. 
So I always try to get the guys to focus on making love to her mind um, more than anything. But like in my marriage, um, I was I was more of the the initiator. I mean, my husband was just as active as, as me, but I think I was more of the uh, the one that really wanted the sex a lot, <laughs> you know, and he never denied it. It's, you know, it's, it's one thing he always said, you know, uh, he'd always say, Carmen, it's one thing about you, you know, whenever I come home, there's never a dull moment with you. It's, it's never the same. It's, you know, I never know what they expect of you, and that's what I like. And that's kind of how you want your, your, your relationship, marriage, or just dating to be, especially with the women. I always try to get the women to understand in any relationship, it doesn't, just because you both uh, like each other or in, or in love, it doesn't mean stop dating each other. It doesn't mean stop doing what you did to get each other. That's, that's one thing I will never stop doing because, like I said, men are very visual creatures. Creatures, they may not cheat on you, you know, they may not stop loving you, but they can lose interest and still love you. They can lose that attraction if you don't work for it. And it's, it's, it's vice versa, but more on the men's side. You gotta const a woman gotta constantly learn to um to do things to keep his him attracted to you. And that's where a lot of relationships go bad. Women they 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 don't understand. You know, we can be in love and he don't gotta do too much work because we just love him as as he as he is. But a man is different. They're you know, you you guys are, are like big old children to a certain degree and you get bored. You can lose interest and still be wanting to be. You may want to stay with that woman because she she's safe. You know, she loves you. She's loyal. But you can still lose interest um, in her sexually if she doesn't do things that take care of herself, take care of herself, and to promote the relationship sexual side. Um, and it doesn't hurt to ask. People, like I had a woman um, message me and she wanted to know what she needed to do to get her husband turn on with her you know and I'm I'm like just the same, same things you're telling me you need to tell him people forget there's the communication is like a big key in relationships like I would ask my husband what turned you on you know even though I knew he was attracted to me doesn't mean he's gonna stay that way as far as if, if I just continue just to, to do the same routine things never get routine never get con content in your relationship so he would say something like you butt naked and some heels. So, you know, every now and then, you know, whenever I bring his, his uh, corona, corona to him when he was playing his little video games, whatever you guys call those things, PlayStations or something, um, I would always allow him to have that man time to himself where I wasn't in his face. But, you know, whenever I'd bring his beard to him, I'd, I'd come in there, you know, with a robe on, butt naked, and heels. And I say a robe because I had kids. So <laughs> I kept the robe closed around the kids. But when I would go in the room, you know, and close the door, I was naked underneath with some red pumps or black pumps or whatever. You know, and, and there are times where I've had situations where I went to a guy's job, you know, with just a coat on and naked. I've, I've done that. You know, I've fucked a guy in the bushes, in the snow. You know, um, there, there's lots of things you can do and, and don't get comfortable with the bedroom, but also remember that the bedroom is the safe place. 
you know, I hate when women say, I don't do that and I don't want to do that. And what if, don't second guess what you can do in the bedroom. And the guys as well, you know, that is your, if you can't be safe in your own home, where can you be safe at? That's where you should be able to tell each other secrets and be comfortable. Don't be afraid to tell your woman what you desire from her and don't think that she's going to look down on you or think that you're dirty or you're disrespecting her. Men want to know what she wants and we want to know, they want to know that she desires him as much as he desires her. And also a man wants to hear what turns you on and what you really want. They actually do want to know that. And the same thing is, is vice versa. Women are always constantly trying to figure out how can we make sure he doesn't cheat. Well, you, def you definitely can't make sure that's going to happen or, or not going to happen. You can, you can knock it out to where it's a certain percentage, but you can, if a guy is going to cheat, he's going to cheat. And sometimes it's not even all, it's not always about the, the, uh, the, the, the sexual, the, the body. Sometimes men cheat for, for mental reasons, emotional reasons or whatever. So, you know, knock that out, out the box. Um, but when you talk to her, let her know what you, what you want from her and what you expect from her in bed. You know, don't be afraid to say that. I mean, that's something I really want to do. I'm, I'm, I'm what you call one of those people that I'm always trying to perfect things. You know, I don't like to fail at anything and I don't like someone to be better at me than anything. So whenever I get into any relationship, I don't care who came before me. My, in my mind, I'm thinking I want to fuck him the best. I want to suck him the best. I want to treat him the best. So if something goes wrong in this relationship, he can say I was the best. And that's how I always go into any relationship. I'm very competitive with myself. You know, I never want to leave a bad taste in someone's mouth. I always want to be known as the best. And so far, I haven't failed. You know, I can't say that there hasn't been an ex yet that hasn't tried to get back with me. You know, you want to leave that good taste in someone's mouth. I don't want to be bittersweet. I want someone to miss my pussy, even if I'm not going to take them back. That I'm just competitive like that. I don't want anyone to ever top me in bed or giving head or just how I treat that guy. That's why I treat him good going into the relationship. I treat him good while I'm in the relationship and on the way out, if I'm leaving, I still treat him good. So he can't say one bad thing about me, but that's just me. I'm very competitive with myself, even with, with uh, giving head. You know, uh, when I first gave head uh, or decided to give head, it was... Uh, it was, I was not one of those women that gave head, <laughs> you know, um, I just happened to date a guy who was like, look, uh, I don't date women that don't, that don't give head. And I, you know, I'm from, I was, I'm from the country. So, you know, I was new to a lot of things and I happened to meet a guy from Virginia when I was in school in, um, Utah at the time. And, um, it's just something that I was trying to hang on to him and, he was like, I just don't date women who don't give head. So me, I'm like, oh, Lord, I got to do this gross, nasty stuff, you know. <laughs> so it kind of happened. He took me on the roof of the school building, and he was like, I'll, I'll, I'll coach you through it. And he did. But even then, after it happened, I because of me, I'm like I said, I'm competitive. I wanted to get good at it. You know, I just didn't want that night to end where he coached me. I knew I was terrible at it when he showed me, you know, so, you know, I watched porn, I read books, 
you know, I practice on certain things. I just, I wanted to be a perfection at giving head. And even now, I still do the same thing, you know, because I don't get a lot of sex, in, you know, as a trucker. So I'm like, I don't think you can ever lose that skill. But me, I'll still watch videos, practice on my dildo, you know, I'll still play around on my truck because I'm like, you know, I, I don't want it to fade, <laughs> you know, in my head. But when it comes to back to what I was saying, like having spontaneous sex with her, let's say, let's say, let's say this, you want to be really good in bed. You want to make sure, cause women have insecurities. Before she even takes off her clothes, compliment her. And as she's taken off each, each piece of clothing, continue to compliment her. I don't care how fine she is or how nice her body is, women still have insecurities as they're taking off their clothes about what you may think about her, you know, and what she looks like naked. So the more sexy you make her feel, the more she's going to be comfortable in taking off her clothes and and fucking you, you know. Um, and also, I mean, and it's not just me. I know it's not just me. We all have these, these, these fantasies. Sometimes we have these fantasies of a man dominating us, and then sometimes we have these fantasies of being the dominant one. I know I have it because I have a weird side, and this is why it's hard for me to even maintain a good relationship because I like dominant men. But I have a dominant slash submissive side. There are a lot of women like that. Some women are all submissive. Some women are all dominant. Me, I have a mixture of both because it's, it's a conflict. First off, my mother's Jamaican, so that's already the dominant side kicking in. Then I'm a tourist, a bull. You know, bulls are very mean and feisty. You know, I'm from the country, so I was raised to cater to my man. You know, uh, the man is the head of the household. So it's like how I was raised and that other side of me are conflict. So I, you never can lose what you, how you were raised. So regardless of the dominant side that tries to take over, like with my husband, he was always the man of the house. Even though I knew he would do anything I, anything I said, you know, I didn't take advantage of that. You know, uh, I was raised that that was my husband. He calls the shots. He's the man of the house. So my husband always called the shots. I never tried to run the household, you know, um, that's just how I was raised, you know, uh, every day when he come home, dinner, you know, breakfast, lunch, dinner, everything's homemade. We're not raised to do the microwave stuff or the stuff that's already pre-cooked or whatever you guys do in the city, you know, um, in the country, we have to, they actually make the girls just sit in the kitchen for a while and cut potatoes or chop up onions or whatever as they talk about what they're doing and cultures through it. And we have to watch what our grandmother or whoever's cooking is doing. You know, the guys are on the farm and mowing the lawn, doing things like that. The girls have to stay in the house and clean the boards, you know, and, you know, like I said, cook. And we have to learn to be a wife first in the country before we learn anything else. Um, so that side of me is always has always been in, in me. And then I have this dominant side. I don't know where it came from. It's just, I guess, my mom. So um, there are times where, I'm not even going to lie, there are times when I've been in bed, you know, um, and it depends on the guy. So this is between us. 
<laughs> and Woody's uh, Bush has entered the live, and Rose, Mark, Keith, Forrest has entered the live. You guys want to come and do a call, uh, call in or whatever, and join in at any time, or text and ask questions. You can do that as well, and welcome. Um, but there are times I've been in like relationships, and it's not every guy; it's just some guys, you know, where I wore a strap on. I've done that. You know, I've tried different things, like I said before. Everybody's experimented in different things. Um, it, it, it excites me if the guy lets me. You know, I always talk about the sex, and it's always good to do that. I always talk about the sex with the guy prior, you know, before we're, like, getting to know each other. When we get to that sexual conversation and we're both comfortable with each other, I'll kind of ease it in there to see what he likes, what he doesn't like, how far will he possibly possibly let me go sexually with him. You know, that's something he is stressing. He definitely is not going to do. I'm not going to rape him. I'm not going to try it. I'll respect it. You know, if he's kind of looking like he's iffy about it and he may consider trying it. Hello, Anon, A-N-O-N. <laughs> Welcome to the room, to the, uh, the, the chat. Um, if he's looking, you know, kind of iffy, like he may try it, you know, then I'll bring it and put it to the side and, and, and maybe use my fingers to kind of play and see if he's going to be jumpy, if my fingers go down below to the anal part, you know, I, I have done that. I do like to be dominant in bed if the guy likes likes it, if the guy doesn't mind. Now, if the guy has an issue, then I'll stick with just the fucking and however he likes it to please him. But uh, it does turn me on to make a guy climb the walls, make a guy be on the submissive side. That side of me uh, is there. But like I said, it, it, it can be put on hold. You know, but when it comes to women, we do. And they won't admit it. A lot of women, um, H and XJ4 has entered the room. Um, welcome. Um, and like I said, you guys can always call in at any time to jump into the conversation or just text if you have something to say. Sometimes when I'm talking, I'm looking around in this little foreign-ass truck. So if I don't see your first um, submission to, to call in, just keep trying and I'll look down. I just, you know have nothing else to look at but this damn truck anyway um where was i at but as far as like um submissive women like to be in a raping role and i know it sounds kind of disgusting and we're a lot of them won't admit it you know and when i say raping roles it's a thin line you know uh being dominant and rape are a very thin line. That's why you, when you play with it, you make sure no matter what, you know, if she's saying no, leave it alone. Like me, you know, I'll do the raping role play. Like, you know, a, a guy may be trying to take off my pants or my dress or my underwear or whatever, and I'll kind of push him away, even though I want him to, to fuck me, but it's more of I want him to take it. But... A woman will let you know, like me, I'll let them know that I'm playing that game because, you know, I have a smirk on my face, a smile on my face. I'm not going to look terrified or something where he's not sure, wait, is she cool with this or am I doing the right thing? No. If she's smiling and got that flirtatious look or seductive look on her face, yeah, she's definitely trying to play that role playing game. But a lot of us, we really do want you to rip our clothes off and take it, you know, and that's the dominant side of it. And it's, it doesn't hurt to um, to switch 
to switch roles. You know, try different things. When you're like, if you want to keep your, your sex life spiced up, try different things. Read up on certain things, study certain things, and try different things. I mean, there's BDSM, there's the, the, the primal sex, and that's something um, I want to actually experiment more with, with, with that type of sex where uh, it's more of animal sex, caveman sex, bringing it back to the old school, like where, you know, you're, you're biting each other, scratching each other, you're acting more like animals sniffing and just doing some, some old school caveman animal stuff. That's going to look more into primal sex. Uh, but it's like kind of like it's a mixture of it's a different part of BDSM, basically. And just look into that, read up on that, whatever. But to switch on to spontaneous sex and keeping your relationship excited. I don't know if anyone's done the threesome. And I always try. Someone asked me one time, how do you do a threesome without it backfiring on you? You know, your woman getting upset. And um, I told the person, like, there's, there's, there's a successful way you can do a threesome. Um, first off, let your woman pick the woman. But make sure you both make it very clear. I always tell the women, don't pick somebody ugly. Pick someone that you know who would actually talk to, you know, in a threesome. And, you, you know, you can talk to your woman about this, but always have that communication. And don't force, don't, don't ever force a threesome on your woman. Make sure she is cool with it and make sure he is cool with it, you know. Um, so she should always pick the woman. That way, you know, she can't say you wanted to talk to her or that you find her more attractive than you find her or some drama pops off. You know, and then second, the hotel. Never, ever, ever bring a third party to your house because that person likes you more than you like them or with, with the women. If the husband happens to find that woman attractive, this person knows where you live at now. So if you're at work, they can always backtrack and come back to your house and fuck your husband or fuck your wife or whatever. You know, and that's how some of the drama pops off because people... They get too personal and they let too much personal information get out. You know, let the woman pick the woman, pick the hotel. Make sure the hotel is not in the same city as that you live. That way the person, you know, like I said, there's no connection to finding you later, backtracking, and, you know, people in your, are not in your business. So uh, pick the, make sure the hotel is picked. No one should know where you live at. You, you live at. Um, also, um, buy some black lights, some red lights. Make sure it's kind of dim. This is for a lot of different reasons. Um, to make everybody comfortable because you don't know who's, who's not that secure about their body. And also to de decrease the eye contact. Make sure you buy a, a mask. A mask is not for your wife. It's not for the husband. It is for the third-party mistress. This is so the wife doesn't feel insecure or the girlfriend about the eye contact, because believe me, eye contact can be very, very sensual and intense, and it can make tend to make the wife think there's more going on than it really is and make her jealous. So the less of the eye contact, the less of the jealousy, because there will be a little jealousy, so you want to prevent that. So the third party should have a sexy mask on where it eliminates a little bit of that eye contact. 
Another thing is the man should never, ever be left alone with a third party. Never give that man, guys, I'm sorry, but never give the man an opportunity for that woman that might decide to go, if you ever want to meet up with me after your wife is not around, here's my phone number. So, you know, I always tell the women, don't leave the man alone in the room alone. You should always be around no matter what. And then also, fuck the third party woman first. Let your wife watch. Get her out the way first. And then after that, you want to fuck your wife second. And let the third party woman watch you and the wife have sex. Don't make love to your wife. Fuck your wife. You know. Um, during the whole process, no one should talk about where they work at or anything that, like I said, it, people can backtrack and find out where you live at, where you work at, and try to meet up with you. Um, after that, allow the third party to take a shower, let the wife walk her to her car, and that is that. That is a successful third party, threesome, whatever, where no one should feel jealous and there's no way for someone to come back and backtrack. You know, um, and then later on you could do it again. Like I said, don't do it, you know, in your, in your house. So this is, that's, this doesn't, this just kind of adds to exciting, spontaneous things you can do when you're in a relationship to not, and, and still not mess up your, your relationship. Now, um, as far as fucking your woman really good, definitely compliment her before you take off her clothes, compliment her as you take off her clothes, give her some kind of commands, make her feel like you're dominating her, her, her mind and her body. Put her in that submissive role. You are in the dominant role. You know, make her feel irresistible like you just can't wait to fuck her. You know, all this should be done with your words first and your eyes, your words and your eyes. You know, and as you're, as she's taking off her clothes, make her feel really sexy, but also it doesn't hurt to kind of add in something like close your eyes or get on your knees or get on your fucking knees. You know, make her feel like you are taking charge, you are being dominant, women like those kind of things, you know, uh, tease her before you dominate her, because remember, teasing and dominant go hand in hand, one is hot and one is cold, the dominant is going to be the hot, the teasing is going to be the cold, the teasing is building up for the dominant side, you know, don't ever rush, you kind of want to like, Get her really hot with the teasing, like maybe kiss on her whole body, all the way down to her stomach, down to her between her thighs, and then stop. Go back up to the neck or her lips or her stomach. Make her start pushing you down to make you want to eat her pussy. Don't touch her pussy. Just kiss around. The same thing you would like if you, you know, a little teasing before she sucks your dickhead. You know, make her beg, beg to have you kiss on her pussy. And then when you've done teasing her with that, eat her pussy really, really good. You know, and then tease her with your dick before you penetrate. You know, rub your dick up against her clit, but don't penetrate. You know, and then kiss on her some more, then go down on her some more, then kind of get up there and let your dick kind of touch her and, and just don't penetrate. Make her beg for you to, to penetrate and fuck her. You know, that is the dominant. 
and the teasing mixing together. One is it builds up for the other. You want her to, to really want you bad. And then when you finally decide to fuck her, just dive in there and just ravish her whole body. Remember, one is hot and one is cold. You know, you want her to chase you. You want her to work hard for you. So when you finally fuck her, it's the best sex ever. And let me see. Oh, hi, El Carpe and Shorty. Welcome to the, uh, to the, to the, to the chat. And if you guys have any questions on any of those, just, you know, you can always just dive on in there. Um, as far as like giving head, hi, Shorty, and hi, El, uh, what's fascinating, El Carpa? <laughs> Let me know if you guys have any questions. Um, as far as giving head, you know, um, I've had, I've never had a problem doing that with a guy that I, you know, that I'm really pretty cool with. But normally when I'm giving head to a guy, I do tease. I'm not going to lie. I, I, I like to build up to that moment. Like I, there's, there's times where I'll walk into a room and just shove them on the back, you know, and then I'll get on top and I'll kind of like, I'm going to ride him, but don't ride him. And then I'll kiss on his neck, I'll suck on his neck, his nipples, and on down. And then I'll go between his thighs, and I'll kiss around. And then I'll go down to the balls, and I'll massage the balls. And then I'll start licking around and working my way all the way up to the head. And then I'll lick around the head and lick some of the pre-cum, you know, and I'll let my hot breath kind of breathe right over the top of his head before I actually pounce and go down you know um once i've licked around his head and sucked on the pre-cum and kind of put my mouth hovered over the head and then suck on the head a little bit and then i'll go down a little bit then i'll go back up with the head again and then i'll go all down all the way again and you know your hands are doing some kind of motion so it's kind of a tease when you're um you're giving head you got to be the same way with the woman's pussy, you guys. It's the same exact way. You got to you gotta make that person beg for it. And you say it's fascinating with the openness of the chat. <laughs> well, thank you. Um, just trying to help out, you guys. But definitely look at the primal fetish, the primal fetish, if I'm saying it right, and the, you know, uh, the having that animal type sex. You guys look into that because it is something to really try. Uh, at least try at least once that animal sex, you know, at least get it out the way once where there's like doggy style is some form of it, you know, but just having that wrong nasty sex where you're on the floor and you're clawing at each other and you're, and you're wrestling each other. It's kind of like you're, 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 you're fighting for dominance. You're fighting each other for dominance, but the woman usually is always submissive when it's primal fet when it's a primal fetish type sex, and the man is usually dominant. Every now and then they may switch roles, but it's rare, you know. And it's kind of like the caveman days—you're fighting for that dominance, but not really. In the end, the man is going to be the dominant one, but the, the fighting for the wrestling is what gets it more exciting—the clawing and 
when you do the primal sex, you really do want to make sure that you guys have like a safe word, especially like with that or BDSM, you know, have a safe word just in case it gets a little too crazy because it can get, <laughs> yeah, it can, shorty. It can get a little crazy, you know, but if you're not a pro at it yet, it's just good to kind of practice with those small things like just handcuffs, um, blindfolds, maybe some whips and, you know, and chains and things that are not too crazy. A little bit of wax, candle wax, hot candle wax. Trust me, it doesn't hurt. People think that it's going to burn. It's going to, no. Once a hot candle wax drips on you, it cools pretty quick. It's just, it's just some kind of uh, aphrodisiac. It's very much of a turn on whether you, you drip it on his dickhead or on her nipples. It's not going to be as hot as you think it's going to be, guys. So try different things when it comes to spontaneous sex. Um, never, ever get content with your partner in bed. That's just something um, I, I make sure I try to do when I'm in a relationship, you know, is make sure my man never gets bored. Because, you know, if he's with you, he's choosing to be with one pussy, you know, um, you got to make that one pussy. So she has to make that one pussy exciting. You know, that's one thing I always think. And fucking just always in the bed gets old. You want to try different things. Uh, but if you're just dating someone or just fucking randomly and you're not dating, um, make sure that it's uh, hi, Osaf Philip. I know I'm just fucked your name up. I know I fucked a lot of y'all names up. Um, my apologies. <laughs> Like, uh, when you're, like, fucking someone that you're not dating, make it very clear what it is, you know. Uh, and I, because I've had that situation more than once, like, when I fuck the guy, if I'm not trying to be in a relationship, but I'm trying to make sure I do fuck him again, because I don't like to fuck different dicks. I try to pick one guy and stick with that person until he gets a little stupid, and then I just move on and pause it for a while. But, like, I remember when I used to... Uh, Barton and it was just um bouncer that was really crushing on me he was actually a bouncer but he was a sheriff and I guess he was like a part-time bouncer or whatever and he used to always just walk me to my car and tell me how much he wanted to fuck me but I usually don't mix business with pleasure and he just kept asking and asking and I hate when guys do that it kind of turns me off because like I said I have this dominant side to me as well as submissive. I, I kind of like to chase the dick. I don't like the dick to chase me. It, it just turns me on. Any Anytime a guy is, is, makes it very clear he wants to fuck me, he won't get fucked. I, it's just me. I'm weird like that. I don't know why. Like, you know, I want to I wanna know a guy is attracted to me, so it's kind of hard to even say this in words, but I don't want him to make a move towards me sexually. It will turn me completely off. Like, if a guy is in, in the house with me and we're watching movies and he's being completely a gentleman and, you know, maybe giving me a nice, sexy look like, you know, I know he wants me, but he's trying to, you know, restrain himself and, and just be proper, it'll drive me crazy. It'll make me pounce on him. But if he's trying too hard and really being aggressive about it, really aggressive, I'm just, I'm turned off. That's just me. But back to this guy. Uh, this guy named Scott, and he kept asking and asking and asking, and I said, look, Scott, I just, one day I just went to him, and I said, Scott, if I fuck you, I'll never fuck you again, 
And of course, as you know, most guys do, they'll they go, oh, I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that because because they're not thinking with that brain on top of their head. They're thinking with the brain down below. So of course they're gonna say, yeah, you know. And he was cool with it, you know. And then like the, we didn't fuck that night, and we asked it again the next night, one night, and it was um, raining. It was nighttime, and the club had closed. And we were closing up, and he just kept make, being persistent. And I said, look, Scott, I fuck you. It'll be one time, and I'll never fuck you again because you asked. And he was like, you know, I'm cool with that. So we ended up fucking that night in the rain outside on the hood of my car. And I thought that'd be it. The sex was great, I'm not going to lie. But then he just kept trying to come back and trying to come back and trying to come back. And I guess he thought I was joking or lying or something, or maybe like a lot of guys ego, they think if I fuck her real good, she'll want this dick again. And me, I'm a woman of my word. I never lie. And I always keep my word. And I told him, I said, look, Scott, I told you, if I fucked you that one time, I'd never fuck you again because you asked, you know, and it got a little crazy. I won't even lie. It got so crazy. I had to move. And then after I moved, I thought I was safe. Next thing I know, I get a phone call. Guess what? I'm like, what? He's like, it's Scott. Guess what? I'm like, what, Scott? I just moved down the street from you. And it was creepy as hell. And then one night I came home and saw my light bulb on my porch busted out. And it got creepy. So I had to move again. So, you know, that's why I say it's good to make it very, very, very clear. Because things can get crazy. And me, because of my history with um, with crazy guys, I try to make it very, very, very clear <laughs> what is going to be and what is not. You know, uh, when you've been stabbed and shot at and jumping out of moving cars and shit like that, um, you learn the hard way. You know, uh, don't play with men. Be very clear and don't lead them on. And that's why I am the way I am now. You know, I, I like to be very verbal and sit down and talk to the guy about what are we doing here? What exactly do you want from me? And do you understand, you know, this is, this is, this is that. And then like now, um, it's hard to date as a, as a female trucker. I'm not even going to lie. Most guys don't want to date a woman that's always on the road, you know, and then they say they do. And then when they do, it's insecurities. They think I'm cheating every two seconds. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know, I'm, I usually have two hours or three hours of energy when I'm done driving for the day. You know, and that's spent on shower, cooking dinner, trying to relax, and sometimes trying to do my podcast on time. You know, so what am I, else am I doing on that with that time? I'm not fucking a bunch of different truckers while I'm tired, you know. If I'm driving all the, back, all the way back to another state to fuck you, that should let you know something. So, you know, it's got to the point where I just kind of put dating on pause because I don't have that kind of energy right now to focus on trying to pamper someone's emotions. You know, and I always tell people, don't don't get into something if you cannot give it 100 percent. And if I know I can't give a guy 100 percent of my time or attention right now, I just don't do it because it's not fair to him, not fair to me. You know, so right now, you know, it's, it's kind of up in the air of how do you get into to dating because men like to be dominant, you know, and they want to, you know, they want to know where their woman is. And um, normally this is, trucking is a man's job. It's, 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 it's definitely a man's job, you know, so it's hard when a man has to deal with their woman being on the road and then trying to make the sex work, you know, um, 
when I'm getting it and then trying to make it work when I'm not getting it, meaning masturbating, you know, that it's a lot of that going on, you know, and I, I think I've learned my body more than anything, more than I thought I would ever learn my body being in this truck, you know, and that's another thing I try to tell women to do. You want your man to please you, know your body. If you got to get into the bathtub, you know, and just touch on yourself until you find different spots that turn you on, do that. And then when your man is in the room with you, talk, talk him through it in a very seductive way to let him know where your spots are so he learned your body as well. Like me, I know every part of my body. And when I'm with a, a guy, it's the same thing. You know, I'll play with him, kiss on certain parts until I learn what makes him jump. You know, um, eye contact is very important. Communication is very important. Foreplay is very important. And being, being very spontaneous is important in any relationship if you want it to work and want it to survive. There is not any, there's not too much I haven't tried sexually. And that was before I started dating, before I got married, you know, um, divorced now. But, you know, I think everybody should experiment with a little bit of everything before they settle down so they want so they can kind of know where they want to be sexually and that's kind of what I did you know I didn't want to be a disappointment in bed with my partner so I wanted to know myself and how far I wanted to do to go sexually like when I did that that orgy with the six girls you know uh, it was just something I mean it wasn't initiated by me you know but I didn't say no either. I wanted to see if I wanted to be the type that would date females when I first did it. But, you know, like I said, it wasn't at the beginning, it wasn't a bad orgy. I mean, most girls when they have orgies, not with six girls. <laughs> it, it just happened. I got lucky that night, you know, with the six girls that I already knew. And that's kind of how we got into it. But and it was great, like I said earlier. But um, I just realized it's something I just didn't want to do. You know, um, but at least it was experiment, you know, experience, of, you know, sexing six girls all at once. It was definitely an experience because they were all attractive, but I didn't want to be there. Now, have I thought about uh, eating a girl's pussy? It's crossed my mind. I'm not, you know, I thought about it sexually. I guess it's because I'm in this truck a lot. So you think about a little bit of everything when you don't have, you know, anything going on with your life other than, you know, driving trucks. If you guys can't hear me, let me know when I cut my truck off. Uh, and I apologize for the noise. Did anyone want to actually ask anything? Because a lot of you guys are like so afraid to talk to me. I do not bite. And it, it would be nice sometimes to hear a man's opinion on what I'm talking about, you know. Are you guys like afraid to talk? Anyway, you guys, if you missed part of this conversation at the beginning, you know you can actually go back later and replay the beginning of this. If you do happen to do a live call, it will be recorded, of course, and people hear you all over, you know, iHeartRadio, Spotify, things like that. So just to let you know, if you do come on and talk, it is recorded. It will be played all over. So I, I, I like to warn people that. And, of course, my email is tours for you too at gmail.com. It's also listed in the comment section 
Again, that's tours for you too at gmail.com. T A U R U S, the number four, the letter U, the number two at gmail.com. You can always email me if you have any questions or comments about the show you heard or or upcoming show. And I'll be doing another show. I'll try to do the shows every other night. That way I can kind of get some rest and and also work and not be late and things like that. And I'm trying to get it on track. If you guys have any requests of any topics you want me to talk about, definitely email me. As I said, the email is going to be on the comment section um, of the show. And uh, this is Intoxication. I think I covered everything I want to talk about. And you uh, sign on to Adult Nursery Rhymes Podcast. This was Dirty Sex. And our next... Um, our next chat is going to be a little exciting as well. And thank you guys for, for joining in on this chat. Shorty, El Carpo, Anna, 100 Yard, Dash, HNXJ, Anna, Woody Bush, Rose, Mark, Keith, PBG46, and PBG33. Thank you guys. And Osa Phillip, number one. You guys enjoy your night.